Today we continue with our series, New Life. And in ancient biblical times, spring was a time when kings went to war. They went out to conquer new lands, to conquer new territory. They went out to conquer their enemies. And prophetically, spring is a season to face our challenges, our enemies, our weaknesses, and everything that would cause us to miss God's will in our lives and for our lives. I'm sure none of you wants to miss God's will. We want the best. God wants the best for us, and we want the best for us, don't we? And yet so often we find the obstacles, things standing between what I want and what God wants. And so before we get into the message this morning, let me share with you two challenges that we are facing and that we need to act upon. The first one is a challenge of our church here, and this is for our church members, those who attend church here. If you're visiting and you want to be part of this challenge, you're welcome as well, okay? But the first is our church's 200K challenge, which I introduced last week. And then the second challenge, that is for everybody, is that we need to pray for our city and nation. We did it last week, but we're going to do it again today, and in fact, we're going to do it for this whole month. We need to pray. There's so much going on in our nation right now. Let me start quickly with the 200 challenge. Let's go back to the 200 challenge. And basically, the 200 challenge is a project to raise 200,000 rand between September, this month, uh, 2019, and February 2020. In other words, we want to do this in this financial year to cancel our overdraft loan account used for the upgrade of the church. As we mentioned last week, we, we've been using that account for the, for, the, for the change and for the maintenance, and we're needing to, to, to pay it back, all right, and to kill that thing. Uh, we are actually making a challenge for something that has already happened. But that's because we, it, it's, it's, we do this from time to time. We did it when we did the building at the back here. Yeah? We used that, that loan account that is being granted to us, and then we pay it back. And... Um, the result of all that we've done, of course, has been an increased number of visitors and, and, and members, many lives touched uh, by our, our, our services. Many people find their new church home. Our social media has increased, and many of you have been uh, touched by that and found our church through that. Anyway, the, the idea is then for us to kill that thing before the end of this financial year. But can it be done? Can we raise 200,000 rand in, in, in six months? And I believe it can. If you go to the next slide, I, c- I can show you it's quite easy. Easily. All we need is 10 people to give 20,000 rand. Hallelujah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> All right. Except uh, we don't get too many of those around, okay? So we can do it 50 people giving 4,000 rand. In six months, that becomes a little bit more doable. Or maybe 100 people giving 2,000 rand. I'm kind of choosing that 150 line because as a church, we, we minister to over 200 people. And so if 150 people would commit themselves to give 1,333 rand as a, as a one-time gift anytime between now and February, or if they would commit to giving 222 rand a month between September and February, 150 people doing that, we could do it. So I believe it is possible, except that not everybody can give this money. And by the way, it's not just giving this money, it's giving this money over and above your tithes that you normally give. That's the challenge. That's why it's called a challenge. Because it's not, oh, I normally give, I'm going, it's okay. No, no. It's giving 
over and above. Because what you normally give every month goes to kind of keeping the church going. If you want to kill that overdraft thing, that, that loan account, we need to give over and above the monthly thing. That's where the challenge comes in. And so some people will be able to do that. You sacrifice a couple of hamburgers, a couple of nights out, a couple of movies a month, and boom, you do it. It's a sacrifice. Some people can do it, can give 200 rand a month. Some people can't. So what can you give? You can pray about it. Maybe you can give 50. Even the, the, the youth and the kids can take part. You can do this as a family. You can work out. You know, maybe they can give up you know, one hamburger a month and give that 20, 30, 40 bucks towards this project. It's okay. But, but some people can give more than 200. Maybe you can, you can double that or triple that. See what you can do. And, and we're encouraging our church members, those who attend this church, we ask you to consider doing something like this. What we'd like you to do is to make a pledge. We've got these pledge forms. They are at the back on the counter. And you can pick up one on your way out. And uh, if you'd like to do this, now, no, not everybody likes to make a pledge. You might want, you know what, I'm going to pray about it. And if I want to give, I'm going to give. That is fine, all right? But we would like to encourage you to use a pledge so that it helps us in our budgeting and planning. And so you, you can take one of these forms, go and pray about it. As from next Sunday, you can start bringing them back and putting them in. And last Sunday, I, I asked people to go and pray about it. But on Monday, we already had received pledges, okay? And so I thank you to those that have already made a pledge and, and sent it uh, through to us. And so we are then asking you to consider making a pledge, okay, towards this project. Uh, if you want to make a pledge, the form is on the counter. Uh, kindly take one, and then as from next Sunday, we can start bringing it in. Uh, to deposit a contribution, I'll give more information on this later. Uh, and by the way, when you, when you fill in the form, you can either bring it and put it on the, in the offering, or you can take a photo of it and WhatsApp it or email it to us. All the details are in the form. And then when it comes time at the end of the month, whenever you want to, 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 to give, actually to actually make a deposit, a deposit contribution, you can do it in two ways. You can either use a tithe envelope, and what you do is you scratch out the tithe, and it says there, please specify, you just write 200K project or challenge or just 200K and you know what it's going for. Or we prefer even better is for you to make an EFT, an electronic deposit. Our details are in our calendars and we'll be sending it out to you as well later in the month. And you can just do a straight transfer and on reference just put 200K. Putting your name on the envelope or the FT reference is optional. We are not going to follow you up and, and hold you responsible for, for your payments, all right? This is a matter between you and the Lord. Amen. So I'll leave it with you to go and pray about it and concern. Thank you again for those that have already started pledging. And uh, I thank you in anticipation for all those that are going to contribute. Now, for our second challenge. And that's in the matter of praying for our city and our nation. All right? This week has been a dark week for our nation. If you've been awake this week, you, might, you will have noticed it, okay? Because it was like in your face. And of course, social media made, uh, made such a, a fuss of it and even exaggerated uh, on some things. They posted some old photos. They posted photos of other countries. And they really made a big thing. But the truth is, we had a very, very difficult week. Xenophobic attacks have increased. People have uh, taken the law in their own hands to deal with drug dealers and crooked merchants. Father has killed his children because the wife showed him with divorce papers and even woman and, and the evil against women and children, the whole, you know, uh, gender-based thing is, is, is rampant. And it seems that evil prevails. And so much more has happened this week. 
Last week, we as a church took time to pray for our city and nation. And during this week, I have received calls from, from churches and church organizations to pray today for our city and nation. And although we prayed last week, we are going to pray again today. And in fact, we are going to pray every Sunday throughout this whole month, if the whole of September. We're going to be taking time to pray for our city and pray for our nation. As you're going to hear a bit later in the message, prayer is a powerful weapon. You might think, ah, well, what's this? Here's a couple of guys getting together and blah, 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 into thin air. How can that change anything? You're going to see in the Word of God, it is very clear that prayer does have power. Prayer makes a difference. Our prayers make a difference. And there has been uh, historic evidence of this, even in this nation at previous times. And so we are going to pray. When we meet together this Thursday for our night of uh, prayer for healing, we are going to pray for the healing of the nation. Amen? Because the nation does need healing. And, uh, you know, this, this world is in chaos, and every nation needs prayer. But today, we'll pray for our city and for South Africa. Jeremiah 27.9 says the following, Seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will find peace. As you're going to be hearing later, as, as believers, as Christians, we are first of all citizens of heaven. Whatever we may find ourselves on this earth is a temporary passage. Okay? And so it's like you are captive. We are away from our city. This verse was referring to when the Jews were taken captive to Babylon. But there's a parallel over here. Our city is the kingdom of heaven. It's the kingdom of God. Uh, this earth is our temporary passage in the way it is right now. And therefore, wherever we are, we need to pray for the peace of whatever we are. In, in 1 Timothy, you know, the passage is all, chapter 2, I exhort you, first of all, that all supplications, prayers, intercessions, they give you thanks, be made for all men, for kings, for all, the, all those who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reference, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So it is God's will that we pray, that we pray for peace, that we live in peace. Amen? And so we're going to pray now. We're going to take some time to pray. We're going to pray about the widespread looting and violence. We're going to pray about the criminality and lack of control. We're going to pray about the xenophobia and social unrest. We're going to pray about the safety of women and children. Praise God that that child that was abducted this week was returned within 24 hours. Praise God for that. But unfortunately, others. Amen. Thank you. Come on. Give God the glory. A lot of prayer went up for that. But it shouldn't be happening in the first place. We should not have to pray for things like that. Come on, guys. Let's pray against that kind of stuff. And of course, economic restoration. So we're going to have a, just a minute or two. Let's all stand up, please. And I'm going to give you a chance, just for about 30 seconds or so, have some time of prayer on your own. You can pray it quietly. If you want to, to pray in a, in a quietly to yourself, in a low voice, you can do that. If you want to join hands on somebody next to you and pray for a, a minute or so, you can. So I'm going to give you about 30, 40 seconds to pray. And then I'm going to do a general prayer all together, okay? So let's have a time of prayer right now in Jesus' name. Just pray about whatever is in your heart. Whatever is weighing your heart from what you've seen this week. Just call out to God. Call out for His mercy right now. Call out for his, his intervention in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Oh, God.
We pray for your mercy, Lord God. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, in Jesus' name, you know, God, what's going on. Lord, we raise up our voices to you this morning, O oh God. As a church, as a local church here, we unite our voices to churches all over the city and all over the nation who this morning are taking time to call out to you, Father God, on behalf of this nation. Churches in Pretoria are calling out to you on behalf of Pretoria, on behalf of Tswani, and on behalf of the greater Pretoria. My God, in Jesus' name, we pray for your mercy. We pray against the forces of darkness bent on destruction. In Jesus' name, oh God, we pray against the widespread looting and violence and criminality which is getting out of control in Jesus' name. We pray against this spirit of xenophobia. In Jesus' name, Lord, this unrest that's taking place in many of our communities. Oh, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father God, we pray that the spiritual world which is behind all this would be paralyzed in Jesus' name. We declare that every weapon formed against the city and against this nation shall not prosper in Jesus' name. We pray that every evil force, force hiding behind all these things taking place will be exposed in Jesus' name. Every drug cartel, every criminal organization will be exposed in Jesus' name and dealt with. We pray, Father, that there will be wisdom to put together functional systems and, 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 and structures in government, the police force, in the army to properly deal with the situation, my God. We pray for divine intervention, God, in Jesus' name. We pray for the safety of our women and our children, whatever they may be, Lord. And we pray for the economy of this nation, my Father, that there will be stability. Now, Father, there's so many big things going on. We don't even know what words to use, Father, because problems seem so huge. But you are a huge God. You are a great God. Hallelujah. No matter how great our problems are, you are greater, Lord. And we call on to you this morning. We see you as our answer. You as our solution. You as our protector. You as the one who can run to. Hallelujah. You are our rock. You are our fortress, Lord. Hallelujah. You are our refuge and our strength. And we believe in you, Lord. We declare again that we believe. And because we believe, Lord, we, we pray against a spirit of fear in Jesus' name. We pray against a, a spirit of paralysis, of not knowing what to do. We pray for divine intervention, for wisdom, and for clarity of thought in Jesus' name. And we pray for the protection, Lord God of the peoples of this city and this nation. Let order be restored. We pray for peace, 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 Lord. Peace over Pretoria, peace over South Africa, peace over this nation, peace over our neighboring nations. In Jesus' name, Lord, we call out to you. In Jesus' name. And all those who agree, it said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let it be so. Let's sit down. Come on, give God a clap offering. Give him the glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now quickly I want to move on now to our second part of this series, a new life series, which is a new mandate. Part two is called a new mandate. A new mandate. Second Chronicles 5.17 says, Therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That is our, our text for this whole series. And so if old things have passed away and all things have become new, then our mandate has to change. Our mandate from the old life and our mandate of the new life has to change. Amen? When I become a new creation, I come under a new mandate. A mandate is an official order or a commission to do something. A mandate means to give authority to act in a certain way. And so when I'm under the world's system, when I'm not in Christ, I've got a certain mandate. And my mandate basically is to do whatever I please so that I can survive. And if I have to get you out of my way, so be it. Tufts. But when you come under Christ, your mandate is different. You come under his mandate. I am under new orders. Now Jesus is my authority. Amen. And he gives me my orders. He gives me authority and ability to do what he wants me to do. And what we have witnessed these past weeks, and in fact what you're witnessing in the world today, because let's face it, guys, it's not just South Africa that's having problems, huh? It is crazy. Sometimes, let me get out of here and go exactly where. <laughs> now, it's true. There are different kinds of problems. And you know what? Each one of us has to determine for himself, in prayer with God, where must I go? There is nothing wrong in moving, shifting, changing. Listen, that's fine. Just make sure you're doing it guided by the Lord and not under fear. For I am no longer a slave of fear. There are problems in Brazil, there are problems in Portugal, there are problems in the United States, in England, in Spain, in Australia, <laughs> you name it. Just go and Google the news, you find out. Why? Because evil is in this whole world. Listen, the whole planet is fallen, guys. It's not just South Africa. The whole earth has fallen. Mankind have turned their backs on God. And therefore evil reigns everywhere. And you have to be led by the Lord as to where are you going to be spend your life. But wherever you are, make sure that you're under the Lord's mandate. Amen? And so what we've seen this week is that each one does what they please. You know, they, they accuse the foreigners of crime, and then they go and steal from them, from their shops, and burn their shops. Right, so I'm going to fight against crime, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit crime to fight against crime. Great. And so we see chaos in the nation. We hear of rape and murder. You cannot fight crime with crime. And now people behave that way. They are carrying out a mandate. Listen carefully. They are carrying out a mandate from the devil himself. <clears throat> yeah. And in the process, they create more need, they hurt more people, and they create more expense for the state and for the taxpayers. Everybody loses. Unfortunately, in our nation, there are too many people going to churches, attending services, but not allowing Jesus to be the Lord of their lives. 
They may go to church and sing songs and jump and shout, have a great time. But they do not allow the gospel to change them. When the service is over, they are back into their old selves again. Full of hate and bitterness and looking for a gap here and stealing there and cutting corners here. And nothing is changed. To follow Jesus means to allow him to give you a mandate for your life. And to say, yes, sir. You saved me. You rescued me. I owe you my life. Therefore, I will do what you say. Amen. So let's look at some aspects of our new mandate. Number one, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Look at those two words in the line. Ambassadors and reconciled. Guys, do you believe this? We represent Christ on earth. And that is why people outside the church called the followers of Christ Christians in the first century. Christians didn't give themselves that name. It was the people outside the church that looked at the followers of Christ and called them Christians. Hey, there goes a Christian. And why did they say that? Because listen, Christ, the life of Christ was still fresh in their minds. And they looked at these followers of Christ and they noticed that these guys are behaving like Christ. They've got the same values as Christ. They are living like Christ. And therefore, they call them what? Christians. 2,000 years later, the name has stuck. We are still called Christians. The question is, are we still behaving like Christ? Because in some circles, the word Christian has a very bad taste. People like Christ, but they don't like Christians. And I wonder why. And maybe it's because we are not living our mandate to be ambassadors for Christ. And to be agents of reconciliation, not alienation. To be an ambassador for Christ. Look, if I'm an ambassador for any nation... If you are made an ambassador of this country and you go to Timbuktu, to Japan, whatever, to be an ambassador of South Africa, you are not there in your own name. If I go as an ambassador, I don't go there to do my will. I am there to do the will of the nation who sent me. I speak on their behalf. I talk about their values, what is important to them, what they want. I'm just there representing that nation. Guess what? As followers of Christ... In our new mandate, we are here representing Christ. It's not about my will. It's about His will. It's not about what I want. It's what does He want. It's not an easy life. And that's why the Bible talks about we have to die to ourselves. We have to die to, to self, to our own desires, to embrace His desires. That's what it means to become a new creature. The old things are past. The old Valdir with his desires and his whatever is gone. The new Valdir needs to live for Christ. Put your name in there. The old whatever is gone and the new dot, dot, dot lives for Christ. That's what he's calling us to do. 
We have the mission of reconciliation. Jesus came to reconcile man to God. And we carry on that mission on behalf of Christ. It's part of our mandate. The word says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, the last verse of that chapter, that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Jesus became sin for us. That we who are sinful might become the righteousness of God in Jesus. Amen. So as Christ followers, we are on a mission of reconciliation. And people who are, a mission, who are on a mission of reconciliation, they respect their fellow human beings. Hello? They treat women and children with the respect that they deserve. And they fight for justice and for peace. Not chaos. Not war. Not anger. Number two, we desire a demonstration of the kingdom. Jesus said, Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You see, the problem is we seek all these things. We want to fight for all these things. Clothing, food, and everything else. We, we want to fight for those things. And, and to get those things, we push people out of the way. He said, uh-uh. Seek God's kingdom. Seek the government of God. Seek the will of God first in your life. And then he will add the things that you need. We want to see a demonstration of the kingdom of God on this earth in our lives. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, to pray, he said, Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let your kingdom come. How does your kingdom come? When your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. You, do you know why heaven is heaven right now? Right now, if you could go to heaven, it would be like being heaven, okay? You know why? Because right now, only the will of God is being done in heaven. And wherever the will of God happens on earth, you experience a little bit of heaven on earth. You experience peace. You experience joy. You experience love. You experience acceptance. You experience encouragement. Come on. Huh? We all want that. And whenever the will of God is done, there is a manifestation of the kingdom of God. The, the, the violence, the anger, the hatred you see in our nation and in the world today is in no way a demonstration of the kingdom of God, but rather a demonstration of the kingdom of darkness, of the devil, the destroyer, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So whenever you see killing, Stealing and destruction around you, you know exactly who's behind it. Those people are working under a mandate of hell itself. And that's why we need to pray. We need to pray. Our law is love, number three. Our law is love. Love, Romans 13, 10. This, this is awesome. Listen to this. Love does not, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the Lord. Listen to that. Love does no harm to a neighbor. And, and that's why Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments into love God, love others, love yourself. Love the Lord your God with your heart. That's it. Because love fulfills all the commandments. It can bring all that into that simple sentence. Love. Because if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to rape you. I'm not going to abuse you. I'm going to do bad to you. The word love, yeah, is the Greek word agape, which means to want the best for the other. 
It's the kind of love that wants the best for the other. If I want the best for you, why will I hurt you? Why will I say nasty things to you or about you? Why will I steal from you if I want the best for you? Just imagine if our population could live according to that law. Hello? Is it possible? Of course it is. It takes a choice. And we must make that choice in our own lives as followers of Christ. And then, as ambassadors, help others to make that choice in their lives as well and choose Christ. Amen? Oh, no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves has fulfilled the law. If you love, you have no problem with the law. Amen? Number four, our prayer is a powerful weapon. Prayer is part of our mandate. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Our battle is spiritual. If Satan is behind the atrocities going on, then we must understand that you are fighting a spiritual force. And, and that is why when you take out the criminal, when he kills himself, when you put him in prison, when you take him out of society, the trouble doesn't stop. You take one out, another ten pop up. <laughs> why is that? Because it's a spirit. You can't put a spirit in prison. The people that are committing these things, they are working under the mandate of Satan. It's under a spiritual mandate. And that's why prayer is so important. Because with prayer, you can penetrate the spiritual realm. And you can weaken those spiritual forces. And that's why the devil doesn't like when the church prays. That's why he tries to distract you and get you to not pray. Because he knows the power you and I have when we start praying to God. When we start interceding. When we start declaring the word of God, when we start exercising our spiritual authority and telling Satan exactly where he must go. Huh? Prayer is a powerful weapon. By the prayers of the faithful, can break the power of Satan. We need to take up our position as prayer warriors. Isaiah 58 9. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and you will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness. You see, we stop doing those things. We get away from the mandate of this world, the wicked things, the pointing of fingers, the talking rubbish. We get under the mandate of Jesus. We work by love. We become ambassadors. Then our prayer, when we talk to God, God says, here I am. I'm listening to you. And we need more of this. And finally, we are a light to influence our world. Very briefly, guys. Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16. Words of Jesus. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. People never underestimate the light that you have, no matter how small you think it is. And when Jesus spoke these words, I mean, I feel like correcting Jesus, don't you? 
when Jesus says, you are the light of the world. I feel like saying, uh, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, sorry, correction. I'm not. You are. After all, he said himself, I am the light of the world. Why is he saying now, you are the light of the world? Oh, very simple. He went up to heaven. And he gave us a mandate. He lives in us now, doesn't he? He gave us his Holy Spirit. He says, I'm coming to live in you through my Holy Spirit. So where is Jesus now? Yeah. He's in us. We are carriers of the light, guys. And, in, and what so often happens is we, we, we cover up the light. Oh, I, I don't want to be seen as a Christian. I don't want people to find out I'm a believer. Oh, what are they going to say? <laughs> and so you hide your light. Uh-uh. Expose the light. Through your works. And, and by the way, when I say show the light, doesn't mean get yourself the biggest Bible and go around on school and on campus and your place of work with the biggest Bible telling people, oh, you sinner, you must repent, you must repent. But no, 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 I'm not talking about that, guys. Jesus never did that. Jesus simply went out there and he loved, didn't he? So just go out there and be the ambassador. Use the law of love. Through what you do, through your choices, through your words. Show the love of God. Be the light. And influence this world because with our light and through Jesus Christ and with our light, we influence our environment. We are carriers of the light. Let us be brave and bold carriers of his light to our generation. Amen. And so we fulfill his mandate for our lives. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's pray. Please go and think about these things. And as you walk out of here, as you go into your week tomorrow, place of work, school, studies, university, where are you going to find yourself? Just remember this, guys. We are under a new mandate. You are under a new mandate. No matter what work you're doing, no matter your profession, no matter, look, God has placed you in society. He has given you gifts. Those, those abilities He's given you. God calls it a gift. Is to be used for his glory. So bring his will into your life. Bring his will into your job, into your studies, into your business, into your family, into whatever you're doing this week. Remember these things. Be that ambassador. Pray. Pray boldly. Continue praying for the nation. Pray for your family. Pray for your suburb. Pray for your business. Pray for your studies. Pray for your school. Pray for your university. Pray. Come on. You're not there by mistake. Or by chance, you're there for a purpose. Be the light wherever you are this week. Be an influence for Christ. And let us fulfill our mandate. Amen. Father God, wow. It is, it is difficult to believe that you would entrust us. We are not perfect still, Lord God. We are saved, but definitely not perfect. And yet you entrust us, Lord, with your mandate. But I know, Lord, that if you, if you say this and if you entrust us with this, I know that your Holy Spirit in us enables us to do what you call us to do. So, Father, I pray for your people today, Lord God. Those present here in this hall, those listening right now to this recording. Father, everyone under the sound of my voice right now, thank you, Father, that you have called us, but not only called us, but, but enabled us and equipped us through the Holy Spirit to live out this new mandate. 
Thank you for grace. Thank you for favor, my God, to live out this mandate, to make a difference, to be an influence, to be a light in our world, in that space which we occupy on this planet, Father. We give you glory for that. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. And all those who agreed said, Amen. Amen. Be a blessing, go and be a light. Have a great week. In Jesus' name. Amen.